Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Town Agent Podcast, episode number 25, the 25th edition of the Town Nation Podcast, absolutely crazy. Just a couple of bits to get into before we get into the podcast. First, um, the Town Nation Podcast is now distributed on all podcast platforms, whether that is Spotify, YouTube obviously, iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, all sorts of things. Go to where you can find podcasts and you will find the Town Nation Podcast on there and we are very proud of that. So now you can support us away from the Town Nation YouTube channel. And secondly, unfortunately, Tyler Keller cannot make it here today, but we do have the other co-host. That is, of course, my very good friend, Luke Patterson. How are you doing today? It's been a crazy day, but I can't really complain much. I've uh, been excited to do the podcast again, and I can't wait to give my predictions on Elimination Chamber, especially. Certainly, certainly, and we're going to leave the best until last in the Elimination Chamber predictions, because we've got a couple of bits of news to cover, and let's not waste any more time and get straight into it. So, um, it was reported on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, that... Jimmy Uso was arrested by the cops and it was due to Naomi driving down the wrong side on a one-way street. The cops obviously pulled Naomi over, the car apparently stunk of beer and booze and then Jimmy Uso got out of the car and started, uh, well he took off his t-shirt and then started a fight with a cop apparently. So. Especially with the Usos having this SmackDown Tag Team Championship match at the Elimination Chamber. Firstly, do you think that will affect the result, but without giving your actual prediction? And secondly, what do you make of the whole situation? I want to get your thoughts first, because I've got a feeling mine could be different. But go for it. Um, I haven't read too much into the situation, all I know is that Jimmy Uso was arrested and Naomi was there too. Um, it could affect the outcome of Elimination Chamber, but if WWE has strict plans for the Usos to win, I don't think they would change it. Mm. So, they could change it, they could not. It's kind of 50-50. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all I've got to say about that. No, no, that's absolutely fine. See, how I see it is basically, they shouldn't have been driving while drunk. I get that completely. But all Jimmy Uso was trying to do was stand up for his wife. That's how I see this situation. He got out of the car. Yes, he shouldn't have took off his t-shirt. Yes, he shouldn't have, you know, took on the cop. But, in his own way, that is him defending his wife. That's all I see in this situation. Whether it affects the Elimination Chamber outcome remains to be seen. I personally think it won't. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to find out tomorrow night. 
at the time of recording anyway. Um, but yeah, just a little bit of news there. And the second news is about the dead man, the phenom, in my opinion, the greatest of all time, The Undertaker. And some absolutely shocking news, again I think it was Thursday, came out that The Undertaker will be making an appearance at StarCast 2 on AEW Double or Nothing Weekend. Now just to give you a little bit of a breakdown of pricing just before we get into the topic. Comrade from Something Else to Wrestle, the podcaster, and I think he does something with houses as well, on mortgages and stuff like that. Um, but Comrade, Thompson I think is his last name, um, paid the fee for The Undertaker to appear at StarCast, and it has been reported that he paid $60,000 for The Undertaker to appear for just three hours. And every photo that The Undertaker has will apparently cost an extra $150. So, to convert that, he more or less paid about £50,000 and each photo will cost about £120. So, when you put that into perspective and the, the rumours of The Undertaker retiring, if that is the case and he is now taking bookings, outside of WWE to do these appearances and he's got a Q&A coming up in Manchester, London and Glasgow as well with Inside the Ropes. If he's taking these kind of appearances and getting paid that much, can you really blame The Undertaker for not wanting to step inside a ring again and what do you make of The Undertaker appearing at StarCast 2 for on Double or Nothing weekend? Let's get your thoughts on it. Okay, um... Well, we all know that legends have contracts that state when their wrestling career is over, they are free to take bookings with anyone they like while still having a close affiliation. Um, so if if Undertaker is taking outside bookings, does that mean his wrestling career is over? That's, Officially. That's the rumours that are going around. But he's got a Q and A so, three days in a row. He's got Starcast. It's looking likely. Um, yeah, I think after that Crown Jewel match, I think he realised there was time to hang off the boots. If that's the case, though, wouldn't want you want him to go out in a retirement match at WrestleMania, similar to Ric Flair, similar to even though he's come back Shawn Michaels. Wouldn't you want him I to would. officially hang up the boots in a big yes, time retirement I, I match would. and on the way out putting somebody over? Putting I really Finn Balor, yeah. Alistair Black, um, Drew McIntyre, any of them over? Yeah. Demon Finn Balor. Just putting anybody over on the way out is how I would like him to go out. I mean... But... It's looking more than likely that his in-ring career is over. Do you think there's a possibility of him having one last match? Can you see it? With The Undertaker? Yes. Because I have thought that he's retired plenty of times. <laughs> and he's proved me wrong every time. So, to be honest, I won't be surprised. 
if he had one more match. Uh, and know, to be honest, it could be against Alistair Black when he comes up. I think. He might come up any time now. You never ever know. But I think with a legend like The Undertaker, he's given his body to WWE for 30 years now. And to have him not have a retirement match and him sort of secretly hand up the boots and not officially announce it, I think that just shows disrespect. He, he should go out in the right way, have a retirement match, have instead of The Undertaker, have Mark Calloway do a speech to officially say he's retired from the wrestling business, he's retired from wrestling, thanking everybody, and then the next year, 2020, Hall of Fame headliner. That's how I'd book it. I agree with you there. Like, he should be in the Hall of Fame the next year after he retires. Yeah. No question. Definitely. It's just a case of, is he going to have a last match? Especially because he's taking Buckins now. That's the thing that's stumping me. Fingers crossed he does. I hope so. I really hope so. If he does, and you could only pick one opponent, say it's at WrestleMania, who would you choose? Alistair Black. Without doubt, Alistair Black. It'd be a fantastic one for him on the main roster. Put him over big time against The Undertaker. He can't really complain. And there's um, another guy that's looking to hand up the boots. And it's just clicked to me, actually. And I want to thank EPW Show for this. Go and check out their stuff. It's fantastic. They've just done one today. That's why it just popped in my mind. Kurt Angle. He's looking to officially hand up the boots. And to be honest, my opinions on Kurt Angle... He ain't looking great. <laughs> the way he ran out of no. the Royal Rumble, he is not looking good at all. He should hand out up the boots, but again, with a legend like Kurt Angle, I sort of want him to have one last match, but I hate seeing him in so much pain, so I sort of don't. Whereas with The Undertaker, he's looked so good this year. So good. So, <sighs> it's tough. Yeah, and with Kurt... He's a shadow of his former self. He is, and I don't want him to jeopardise the career that he's had, because he's had a fantastic career in WWE. But this current run is really jeopardising it. In my opinion, his last match should have been the one he had with McIntyre. That should have been his last match. Again, I'm going to ask the same question. Say he wrestles at WrestleMania, I could possibly see it. Say it's a retirement match, who would you put over? Hmm. This one's tougher. I'm trying to think now. I mean... <sighs> I'm trying to think of, like, a big heel he has not been in the ring with yet. Hmm. He's been in the ring with McIntyre. Yeah. He's been in the ring with Corbin. Tough one, isn't it? I mean, if I had to pick one, even if it's not possible, it'd be Jason Jordan. Hmm. Because it wouldn't make sense. It would. But and someone right now, it's not possible. 
someone brought that up actually. Um, it'd be great, especially due to the storyline that they had where Kurt Angle was chasing Jordan's father and all that shenanigans. I mean, there's a few names. Do you put him in the ring with Jason Jordan if it was possible? Yes. Everybody has always said, if Angle returned, do another Angle-Brock match, but in Angle's condition, I wouldn't anyway, and Brock Lesnar's heading into the match with Seth Rollins. McIntyre and Corbin has already been in the ring with. It, it, it's a tough one. It is, unless he becomes a free agent at that time and faces someone on SmackDown. Yeah, but then who would you put him in the ring with on SmackDown? Um, Samoa Joe. That's a good call. Could be one. Because that'd be a big win for him. It would, and he needs to be built up better because WWE have done appalling. I remember Ren XT and TNA Samoa yeah. Joe. He was a freaking badass, winning championships all over the place. That's how he should be in WWE. And they just haven't exactly. bought him right. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, he shouldn't have won the Universal Championship off Brock Lesnar back in Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. I really wanted Joe to win that match. Or at least the Fatal 4-Way. Yeah, or the Fatal 4-Way, yes. Should have topped the title. Whether it was Strowman or Joe, I wouldn't have minded either. Someone should have taken the title at SummerSlam. And they didn't... I agree with that. But yeah, it's a tough one. But a few of the legends are looking to hang up their boots. In one instance, it's good because more focus is on the current stars. But in another instance, and this is the argument that I always give with people, you know. People are always going, oh, part-timers should give up now. But at the end of the day, if you see... Brock Lesnar, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, The Undertaker, Kurt Angle. If you see their name advertised, you'll tune in. They're a ratings draw. They'll bring you in. That's true. But the argue the argument I always bring in is that WWE shouldn't have to rely on those. They sh- it's not a case of relying on them. It's a case of, in my opinion... Because they only built up Roman Reigns at the time, and now he's out, they haven't really built anyone up to be the top, top guy. Yes, they're trying this with Seth Rollins. Exactly. But they haven't built anyone up to be the top guy, which is making me not want to tune into Monday Night Raw. So they're having... Neither of me. They're having to do the part-timers to bring in the viewers, while in the meantime, they're building up Seth Rollins so they don't need to rely on them anymore. In my opinion, it's only a temporary thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just that with WWE, I don't trust them to do it. Really. Do you think Seth will be the top guy? If WWE lets him grab the ball and run with it, yeah. I mean, we, I think Seth has all the capabilities to do it. We saw his heel run in 2015. That is honestly one of my favourite runs I've ever seen while watching WWE. I enjoyed the hell out of that run. Yeah, I mean, some may consider that an unpopular opinion. But 
from what I've seen of it, I enjoyed it too. Um, and Seth's face run has been incredible too. It has. There's no denying that Seth can play both roles extremely well. But they need to give Seth the win at WrestleMania and they need to let him run with it. And I think this goes for a lot of the superstars backstage. They need to let WWE... Uh, they need to let the superstars have the freedom in WWE to be able to do what they want to do. Because if they have the freedom, they feel more in control. They feel like, you know, they're able to come out of their shell and do what they want to do. And that will overall improve the product for their fans. Look at NXT. Exactly. There's proof. There's proof. So, yeah, that's sort of how I see it. But yes, Undertaker at Starcast 2 on AEW Double or Nothing Weekend. Is his in-ring career over? Possibly, possibly not. We'll have to wait and see. People thinking he's going to AEW are bloody delusional. No. <laughs> they are delusional. Not the Undertaker happen. is not going to AEW full stop. He may appear in Why WWE. Would do I mean, if if the Undertaker, yes, he's taking a bucking at Starcast, will not appear in AEW. But if the Undertaker's in-ring career is over, wouldn't you like to see him in a general manager role or something? What in WWE? Yes. Um. If they could put it off similar to what you did in your universe mode, <laughs> then sure, I would love to see it. Thanks for the plug there. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. But yeah, um, or even, you know, I could see The Undertaker being the guy going down to the Performance Center every now and again, giving them a seminar, giving them a lesson. Given them an experience of what the Undertaker went through for thirty odd years, how to longer to you know longer your career because he's had a long ass career, and yeah. you know even tell some stories, learn some new moves to the guys. I could see him being a part time coach in the performance center. There's so many things that the Undertaker could do that if his in ring career is over, it shouldn't be it in WWE. He could do all sorts. Producer backstage if he wanted to for like big events and stuff. There's just so much that The Undertaker can do backstage or behind the scenes in WWE that it shouldn't be it altogether for him in the company. I agree with that. But let's move on to the main topic. Tomorrow there is Elimination Chamber. Overall, hype levels? What the like? Zero. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm just not feeling it at all. But, we're podcasters, we're YouTubers, we've got to do this. Let's preview the event. And first off, on the pre-show, somehow, someway, we've got Akira Tozawa, for some bloody reason, going up against Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight Championship. Now, don't get me wrong, I like Tozawa. And it's probably going to be one of the best matches of the night, to be honest. <laughs> yep. Um, I think we both agree, Body Murphy's walking out winner. Yeah. 
Akira Tozawa's not ending the reign of Buddy Murphy. <laughs> nope. Okay, who is? Probably. And Leo Rush. Good man. When? WrestleMania. I like you even more. So, <laughs> I do agree with that. I think Leo Rush is going to end the reign. And that is a nice transition because we'll transition into the Intercontinental and the Championship match, which is a two-on-one handicap match with Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, the man of the hour, going up against Finn Balor. Now, this is quite interesting because this reminds me a lot of Rumble 2018, I think it was. When yeah, Owens Styles, and, Owens and yeah, Zane. Owens and Zane went up against AJ Styles for the WWE title. I see a very similar thing here, but I see a different result. Yeah, I think Finn Balor's winning this. I agree. And do you want me to be honest? Go on. I think he's going to pin Bobby Lashley. Wow. That's my bold prediction. I think he's going to pin Bobby Lashley. Because I think they'll think Lashley's probably going to get chopped into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Let's admit that. Yeah. Whereas Leo Rush will probably have a Cruiserweight Championship match and end up winning. So they need to protect Leo Rush more than Bobby Lashley. So, Finn Balor pinning Bobby Lashley would make more sense than Leo Rush being pinned and then all of a sudden getting thrown into a Cruiserweight match. Title match. I see your point. I just think... I think I'm the same. Yeah, I just Now think... that you said that... I'm going with what you said. Yeah, I just think Leo Rush needs to be protected, especially if he's having the shot. And I really hope he does at WrestleMania. He deserves the fucking hell out of it. He does. <laughs> um, okay. But what, I'm going to ask a question. Go for it. If Bella wins the IC title, who do you think he's going to defend it against at WrestleMania? Owens. Owens? Owens. I thought Owens was going to be a face when he comes back. The way they could play it off, have him return as a face, get the fans lit up, and then... I see it similar to, like, who was it? I can't remember who it was. But return, come out as a face, try and help out a face superstar, return, and then all of a sudden, he attacks the face superstar and it could be Finn Balor leading up to the match could of Mania because they're best friends in real life exactly and all of a sudden Owens just attacks Balor and that can lead to the match at Mania have him come out as a face by the end of the night he's a heel draw people in and get the heat back that's how I do it I like that actually I really like that. <laughs> Although, but here's the predicament you're in. Do you want to have Balor pin Owens? Or do you want to have Owens beat Balor, but Balor have a very short reign? He defends it at fast lane anyway, so it's not his first title defense. True, but it's still quite short. I know. Especially after waiting a couple of years for him to win a title. I mean, if it comes to it, 
If it comes to it, you could always have Bala retain, but transition always into the Universal title picture after. I don't know, I could just see Bala Rollins at Mania, and I don't know why. I could see that as well, don't get me wrong. Which way would you or, go? Or, they could go Bala Owens Lashley. Triple threat. Who would you have won? I. Uh, Balor. Pinning Lashley. Yes. Yeah. Could see that. Anyway, at your point? Uh, I've completely forgotten. <laughs> I think you were about to ask, like, how I would do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I would book it. Um, Finn to win the title elimination chamber. Um, defended against Owens. Uh, Mania. Mm -hmm. Defeat Owens. Um, wait. Have Owens return to face. Bella Owens face versus face. Because they do that sometimes anyway. They do. WWE doesn't seem to care about that anymore. Good. Bella beats Owens. Owens turns heel the night after Raw. I mean, night after Mania. Yeah. Um. And then the next pay-per-view after Mania, um, Balor Owens rematch as a heel. Sami Zayn returns, helps Owens wins the title. Interesting. I mean, yeah, Sami Zayn's ready to come back by then. Do you want to see? And again, shout out to EPW for this one. Do you want to see Zayn and Owens together? Yes, I do. Interesting. A lot, because it would help. For them being together, then they are being apart. Seven thing will probably get buried on his own. Because my thing was, especially previously, they were sort of getting tedious and starting to do the same thing. And I'm a massive, massive fan of Owens and Zayn. I love the both of them. But it was starting to get repetitive. And I think you could have Owens tear up the IC division on Raw, have Sammy tear up the IC uh, the US title division on SmackDown, and I'd buck it that way. That could work. Um, it's just all about how WWE books both guys on their own, particularly Sammy Zayn. Yeah, I know Owens would be safe. Zayn, if you know, he's NXT champion. He's proven himself. He can do it. WWE yeah. just need to use him. That's why but, I said US title picture. It'd suit perfectly. But with NXT champion, has WWE particularly cared about that accomplishment in the past? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, what I'm saying is Sami Zayn's proven that he can do it. So let him run with it. Same with Seth Rollins. Same with Kevin Owens. You know, imagine a world where you had something like Seth Rollins Universal Champion, Kevin Owens Intercontinental, let's say, let's just go with Daniel Bryan for an example as WWE Champion, Sami Zayn as US Champion, Revival as Raw Tag Team. Could you ask for anything better? I wouldn't. And... I know Sami Zayn can accomplish as US Champion because he's my US Champion in my universe mode right now. 
plug number two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire today. You are. But, yeah, that's how I'd do it. I'd separate them, but use, especially Sami Zayn, correctly. Owens would be safe in the IC division, but imagine having, like, Zayn Nakamura rematch. For the US title. Take my money. Exactly. That's what I mean. Sami Zayn would be better suited to SmackDown, Owens would be better suited to Raw, and have them tear up the mid-card divisions on both. It's that simple. It's that I like that idea. Simple. But, we must move on. And up next, let's get this out of the way. And this is what used to be one of my favourite superstars. He's fallen down the pecking order. But I'm not really hyped for this. Strowman Corbin, no DQ, who's winning? Strowman. Yeah, simple. Okay, up next, and I'm actually looking forward to this. This is a underdog type match, in my opinion. Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. The Raw Women's Championship. Honestly, this, give them 15, 20 this, minutes, and they will tear the fucking place down. Yeah, this is like one of the two matches that I'm excited for. Yeah. Um, I would love Ruby Riot to win, but it's not going to happen. No. Ronda's winning. Yeah, of course, of course. Ronda is winning. Although, I do want to say, I've said this before and I'll say it again, why do people hate on Ronda? I think she's phenomenal inside the ring. And Ruby Riot, the most underrated, and I've said this on the podcast before again, and I'll say it again, the most underrated woman's wrestler. Second December. They're the two most underrated. I agree. And Ruby and Ember are two of my favourites. Exactly. Though it kills me to but, say that. But at least Ruby Riot is getting the opportunity. Now, as we both got Ronda winning, we're both probably gonna predict triple threat at Mania, right? Yeah. Right. Who wins? Early prediction. Becky. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I want Becky to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if WWE had Charlotte win. That's my worry. That is my worry. And I think they're going to protect Ronda, so that would mean Becky tapping out or But you can't... Can you imagine you the internet? No pun intended. But you can't extinguish the fire that Becky is on right now. Becky is the most watchable thing in the entire company. No yep. doubt. They can't stop you know that. What? They need to run with it. Uh, I'm going to say a big statement here. Becky is the most over female superstar in WWE history. Oh. I'm going to say that right now. I honestly think she is. She's up there, definitely. She's up there. I'm struggling to think of better, to be honest. The right only now. one that could battle her is Trish, and possibly Lita. I Those two are the only ones I can think of that were just as over as her. In their primes, especially. Yeah. I mean, yeah. As I said, the most watchable thing on the product. The reason why I'm still tuning into SmackDown. If she's advertised for the Raw, 
I catch her segments on YouTube. I don't watch the show, but I catch a segment on YouTube. That's about it. And you know, she she keeps me interested. They can't stop that. But Charlotte has that all important last name. Yep. And that's what I'm worried like, about. Like, don't get me wrong. I know she's very talented. Oh, yeah. But she shouldn't be pushed like that. If it wasn't for that last name, she'd be on the level of someone like Sasha right now. Three, four women's titles at most. Charlotte could potentially win her eighth title at WrestleMania in four and a half years. Yeah, like... Her last name isn't all the reason, but it definitely helps. As I said, it's I like think, most of the reason. I think if it wasn't for the Flair last name, she'd be on three, four women's titles. Yeah. That last name boosted up to seven. It's that simple. And, That's how I say it. And she wouldn't have been the one to beat Oscar Streak. Nope. Okay. Who would you have broken it with? Ember. <laughs> Ember Moon. I knew what were coming. I knew what were coming. Like, the stories there. The classics they had in NXT. Give them 30 minutes at WrestleMania. I was One gonna... of the best women's matches in history. I was going to say, would you move Ember to, over to SmackDown and have a verse Asker at this year's Mania? Well, she's injured right now, so that's not possible. Um, but if that were possible... Yes. Who would you have win? Ah. Uh, see, here's the thing. To go with Ember, Asuka's a pretty short reign. Like, not terribly short. It was like November. But the, she haven't done much with the title. And this is the thing. She Asuka's, hasn't even been on the shows. I was going to say, Asuka hasn't even been on SmackDown. I think it's been three weeks now. Like, WWE has been booking a Tallarine terribly. I think they're keeping her off the shows because they haven't got a plan for WrestleMania. That's all yeah. I think of right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they did Asuka versus Mandy Rose for Mania. It's funny because I've said that since November. I've said that's the route they're yeah. going. Ever since Charlotte hit Ronda with that kendo stick, I went triple threat, Asuka Mandy. I'm telling you. <sighs> I'm telling you right now. If it's Asuka Mandy and Mania and Mandy wins, <laughs> Asuka is buried for life. If Mandy wins, I won't know whether to cry or laugh. I think I'll laugh hard. I think I'll do both <laughs> at the same time. I'll laugh at first, and I'll think back to her in NXT, and then I'll start crying. Yeah. Oh. If if you think Charlotte Oscar was bad with the result, can you imagine Mandy Oscar? Oh God. Yikes. I'd rather Sonya than Mandy. Yeah. I I think Sonya's very underrated. Very underrated. So do I. But, back to the initial topic. Ronda Rousey, Ruby Riot, we've both got Ronda Rousey winning. 
WrestleMania is up in the air. Who's going to win? All we know, and I think we can both agree, Ronda's not winning. No. At Mania. She's not. The question is... She might not take... She might not take the pinfall slash submission, but she's losing. Yeah. And then I think she'll go off for a few months, have the baby that she wants, and then return. Yeah. It's that simple. Um, wait, I want to say one more thing. One thing they could do for Asuka Mania. Ruby Riot. She loses to Ronda Elimination Chamber, moves over to SmackDown, faces Asuka Mania. I could see that. Interesting. Especially if Ruby Riot impresses WWE management enough. I hope she does, because she bloody deserves it. Yeah. Who would you have win? Oscar I... or Ruby? Ruby! I wouldn't mind it. Okay. Okay. Just to have Oscar lose two years in a row at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's the thing. That's that's but my Ruby problem. deserves it. Ruby does deserve it, and I've, as I've said, I think she's one of the most underrated talents in the company. But Asuka losing two years in a row. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the only thing. Now but if, that's all I had to say. If Asuka won last year, I'd happily have Ruby. I wouldn't yeah. mind Ruby. Even if the street was still going on, I wouldn't mind Ruby doing it. I wouldn't mind Ruby doing it at all either. But I just yeah. think it should have gone to a woman who needed it. Yeah, Charlotte didn't at the time. No, she had all the pedigrees in the world, and then they just gave her another one for no reason. And look at how terribly they bought Tasco right through until like November, December. Oh, don't remind me. The she... matches against Carmella. Oh, God. Those were nightmares. Just like the era of when we had Carmella versus Asuka and Nia versus Alexa. That was the worst era for women's wrestling I've seen ever, <laughs> in my opinion. Those were just terrible matches. <sighs> Thank God we have Becky. Exactly, exactly. That just shows her. At least we have Becky. You've said it yourself. Yeah. She needs to win at WrestleMania. She really does. Okay, so let's move on from that match. Uh, we'll leave the two chamber matches till last. So next up, we've got Team Co Besties, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, <laughs> Division Shame at Man. Versus the Usos. Now, before we get into predictions, I just want to say, I'm having a lot of fun with Miz and Shane. I didn't think it'd work, but I'm having a hell of a lot of fun with them. I think they're brilliant. <laughs> they are entertaining. I'll give them that. They are. Now, I'm going to give my prediction first. Go on. What I hope happens, and you're going to be shot, Miz and Shane. Now, I'm only saying that because a Miz and Shane match at WrestleMania, I don't buy into it too much. Whereas if they're defending the nope. titles, I'll be intrigued. 
So it's a fair point. I want Miz and Shane to do it. Who do I think? Oh God, I'm spot on this one, to be honest. They could have the Usos pull it off, carry them to Mania. Or they could go with Miz and Shane. Fuck it, they're retaining Miz and Shane. Alright. Who do I want? The Usos. Who do I think? The Usos. Okay, okay. Um... I just feel like the Usos um, defending the titles at Mania will make the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match at Mania so much better. Who would you have challenge them? Sanity. Thank you. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> Sanity, but I'll shut them out. Yeah. It needs definitely. to be their time. It does. It really does. But, uh, yeah, the only reason why I said Miz and Shane is because I think a singles match, I don't know. They're just too different. I don't think it would work properly. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. I'd rather they just... Because you could split always do... You could always have Miz and Shane versus the Usos versus Sanity versus... Fucking Rowan and Harper if you wanted to. Gallows and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson. Have a multi-man match at WrestleMania with Miz and Shane in it. That would much more... <laughs> entertain me than having Miz and Shane in a singles match that doesn't really need to happen when they're on a fantastic run at the moment. I agree, but the split up's gonna happen eventually. I know! <sighs> yeah, I, just I see your point though. I just don't think it needs to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and with the users. Okay. Yeah, Miz and Shane, why not? I think they'll retain. Let's go different there. Okay. Last two matches. Both Elimination Chamber matches will go with the women's first for the women's tag team championships. Now, before we lead into the match, thoughts on the women's tag titles? Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's a bad idea? Do you think it'll work? Do you think it won't? What's your opinion? Um, it could work, but it's going to be very difficult. Okay. Especially with there not being many women's tag teams. That's it. I think like, they've used all the tag teams that there are, and yeah. they've got one together. Yeah. Look at how many makeshift tag teams they made. Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox, Natalia and Dana Brooke. Like what? Those make no sense. So, yeah. If they had more women's tag teams, then yeah. I just don't think it was the right time to introduce them. Hmm. In my opinion, a woman's mid-card title would have worked. Mid-card, yes. Would have worked better than a tag team. There was no need to do the tag teams because you would still give people like Ruby Riot, Sasha Banks, Ember Moon, Ember Moon, everybody else that deserves Bailey. it. Bailey, exactly. Bailey's another. The opportunity with the woman's mid card title. There was no need to chuck 
Nia Jax and Tamina, Ken, Naomi and Carmella, as you said, Alicia Fox and Nikki Cross, Dana Brock and Natalya. There was no need to chuck them together because I think the women's tag titles was a wrong route to go. I think a women's mid-card title would have worked so much better. I agree. But we're here. The women's tag team titles, we can't do anything about it. We've got Nia Jax and Tamina versus Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan versus Mandy Bros and Sonya Deville versus Billy Kane, Pete and Royce versus uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Naomi and Carmella with the Boston Hug connection and if I'm not mistaken Mandy and Sonya starting the match. So, who is walking out the inaugural Women's Tag Team Champions. As long as it's not Nia Jackson to me. <laughs> Please. Don't let it be those two. Please. Uh, I'm begging. To whatever God is left. Please. Don't let it be those two. I'm hoping... It's either Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan or Bailey and Sasha. Who do you think? I want either of those two. Who do I think? Bailey and Sasha. Okay. It just makes sense. Especially with Sasha's recent performance against Ronda Rouse at the Royal Rumble. I, I just think someone like Sasha deserves it. Yeah. Oh, they do, they do, definitely. Who do I think? I'll agree. Bailey and Sasha. Who do I want? Don't say no, Jackson Timmy, it's all of a god. No, no, no. Although it would be yeah. fucking hilarious, I'm not gonna lie. It would be hilarious. But... I gouge my eyes out. <laughs> Hell, I think I'd... It'd be like when Jinder Mahal won the title. I would just laugh so <sighs> hard. Don't remind me of that title reign. We'll save, we'll save that for another podcast because me and you have got very different opinions on that. But <laughs> yeah, we'll. I'll take Liv or Sarah Morgan. I'll take Mandy or Sonya. But I'm sort of pulling for the Iconics. I'm not gonna lie. What? I'm sort of pulling for the Iconics. I won't mind them to be honest. I think of as you said, Asuka and Mandy. I think they're going with that mania. So. Mandy and Sonya's out of the equation. Liv, Sarah, and Ruby. Why would you have them as women's tag team champions, but Ruby not hold the Raw women's? I think you either go all out, or don't do it all. Nia Jackson Tamina is a no-go. Boston hug connection, I wouldn't mind it, but I want something fresh. We've seen Bailey as champion. We've seen Sasha as champion many times. Naomi and Carmelo have just got chucked together for the hell of it for this match. That's why I'm on the Iconics. Fair enough. I mean, to your point about Bailey and Sasha, um, Sasha may be a four-time women's champion, yes. But each reign was like two weeks. I get that. But at the end of the day, I would rather have somebody like the Iconics who have never got that opportunity before step up, run with it, and take it. 
compared to Sasha and Bailey. I see your point there. I would like Bailey and Sasha. I I take the Iconics. I take Mandy and Sonya. I take the Riot Squad. As long as it's not Nia Jax and Tamina. Or um, Naomi and Carmella. I was going to say, what about As long as it's not those two, I'm fine with the winner. Okay, interesting. It's going to be interesting to see the book in this match to eliminate which tag teams to who wins. It's going to be very interesting to find out. First, first team being eliminated, Naomi and Kamala. Yeah, they've got to be. Oh, they? shut up it up. They've got to be. So your main event of the evening, I'm kind of guessing, is the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship as you've got the new Daniel Bryan defending against Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and what was supposed to be Mustafa Ali has turned into Kofi Kingston. Now, before we get into the predictions of the match, what do you make of Kofi's run in the gauntlet match? Do you think he could step up? Do you think it's time? Do you think it's his time to shine? Okay. Let me talk about before the gauntlet, when he was first announced. I didn't like it. I was like, why not Almas? Mm. Why not Alistair Black? Mm. Like, why not like many other guys? Like, to be honest, out of the New Day, I kind of wanted Big E to be in that spot. Hmm. Um, but that Gauntlet match, Kofi Kingston blew me away. I think, he really opened my eyes. I think that was a night where he won everybody over. Yep. Any doubters got proven wrong. Exactly. And with this Elimination Chamber match, not gonna lie, if he wins, I'll be happy. <laughs> I cannot want him to have this moment. I mean, he's been it's with bit, the company for like 12 said, years, and the best he's done is US Champion. He, he should have a run with the WWE title. I can imagine it being so much fun. Yeah. Like like he said in the Gauntlet match, when he was face-to-face -face with AJ Styles, it's been 11 years. Mm. 11 years, he squashed and clawed. And he hasn't been given what he truly deserves. No, and we know the and talent of Kofi. He's very talented. Very talented. I wouldn't mind seeing Kofi as WWE Champion. No. Um, but now with the match, who do you want and who do you think? Who do I want? Kofi or Joe? Yes, Samoa Joe. I keep saying it every time I talk about him. He is the best on the mic by far. Every single time he's on the mic. I stop what I'm doing and I listen. <laughs> Every single time. No matter what I'm doing. No matter what I'm doing. I stop and I listen. Mm -hmm. I don't do that to any other performer. Yeah. Except Joe. 
He's so captivating on the mic. And it's not just his mic skills. He's just as good in the ring. He is. Especially for someone of his age. And size. He's still really damn good. I think he's very, like, athletic and his agility is incredible for his size as well. Exactly. So, and it, it's criminal that he hasn't even had a championship. Let alone a world championship. He hasn't had a mid-card championship either. Not even a tag team championship. That's criminal. It is. In my opinion, he should have won the WWE Championship against Styles at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Last year. Or at Australia. Just any of his matches with Styles. There was plenty of opportunities there and they just didn't do it for some reason. Um So I would love to see Joe have his time now, but I don't think it's gonna happen. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they had Joe be the first eliminated. They've done and that before. kills me. Exactly. Um, who do I think is going to win? Before you say who you think is going to win, who's your final two? Final two. I don't know why, but I see Kofi in there. Okay. Um... Kofi and Brian. Okay. Um, and who I think is going to win? Brian. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just don't think he's losing the title. Who's he defending against at WrestleMania? Any inkling? <sighs> I don't really know. Yeah, it's a tough one. Because uh, it? i got to think, what's Styles going to do at Mania? What's Joe going to do? Like, what's Randy going to do? What's everybody in that chamber match going to do at Mania? Everyone is unclear. Um, if you don't know, you don't know. It's going to be a way of waiting and finding out. Who, like... Prediction-wise, I wouldn't mind if Ali returns in time and faces Brian and Mania. Mm. As like an underdog story. Yeah. So I of, wouldn't mind that so at all. So Mustafa Ali being in the Daniel Bryan of old role as the underdog heading yeah. into the match. Yeah, that would be a great story to tell. Because I remember when Ali first debuted and he went face-to-face -face with Brian. Brian said, and I quote, you remind me of myself. Yeah, that's what I mean. They could play it off that. That's what I mean. It'd be perfect storytelling. Um, so, yeah. That's why I think they might be going with it. Interesting. We'll have to wait and find out. Who do I want to win? Kofi would be fantastic. Deserves it after the gauntlet. Joe, but it's not going to happen. Brian, because of his incredible run at the moment, he's unstoppable at the moment. One of the best on the mic up there with Joe in his current one. Absolutely brilliant. I agree. 
Who do I think? And this is going to shock you. And I don't know why, but my gut's telling me Orton. Orton? Orton. Okay, that is a shocker. Fuck it, my prediction's Orton. I'm going to go on it. Something um, is telling me Orton AJ for the belt at Mania. And again, what do they do with Brian? I don't know. But I think they're going to go Orton AJ for the belt. Orton Brian at Fastlane. And I think that's how they're going to book it. Alright. Say Orton and Styles happens. Who do you think is going to win? Styles, probably. I'd be down with a Styles and Orton match at Mania. But I wouldn't want if the WWE Championship. Yeah. I'm... Not in this current situation. I'm the same, but at the end of the day... How else would their rivalry reignite? How how would it start? You'd sort of, in my opinion, need the title involved. That is kind of true. But, yeah. I think, and my prediction is Randy Orton, but I'm down for Brian retaining, I'm down for Joe winning, and I'm down for Kofi Kingston winning. Anything else you want to add? No. Okay. Not really. So... That's about it for episode number 25 of the Town Nation podcast. If you did enjoy and you are on YouTube, make sure to first like and subscribe down below. If you're also on YouTube, head on over to Sniper Bro 2015. That is Luke's channel. He does wrestling content, Walking Dead, and a shit ton of other things. Let's get exploded over there. Hey. Um, if you're on Spotify, make sure to follow us. So you're alerted when uh, these episodes go up. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to give us a review over there. Uh, if you're listening on I'm Running Out of Things, Stitcher, Anchor, any of the those things, make sure to whatever you do over there. I don't even know. Follow, like, I don't, I don't know. But we're on there anyway. If you're listening on there, we do appreciate all of you tuning in from anywhere that you're on whether it's spotify itunes stitcher anchor youtube we do appreciate it well until the next time guys we'll catch you all in the next one peace